0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Facebook Live session with ASL Recruitment and myself. My name is Sarah, uh, and I'm here to talk to Jason, who is the Managing Director at ASL Recruitment today. And And I... Need to turn that off. (laughs) I would um, every week we get together and we have a talk about things that are affecting people in the workplace, um, especially with the with coronavirus. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about as we always do. Uh, Jason is best placed to answer any questions you may have when it comes to how your rights may have been affected and what you need to do if you're in a tricky situation. He's a chartered fellow of the. He's a chartered fellow of the Chartered morning, Institute of good. Personnel and Development, uh, and he's also an HR specialist. So no further ado, let me actually bring him into the conversation. Uh, Jason, are you there?
1: Good morning, Sarah. I'm glad you can remember my name, if not my qualifications, that's that's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm having trouble with my worms this morning.
1: <laughs> it's, it's very nice to see you outside our offices though. I guess it's now uh, the weather's turned and it's a bit cold for you to be on that tropical beach this week.
0: Indeed, yes. Yeah, so I thought I'd join you down by the seaside. <laughs> but I'm a bit chilly can you let me in oh that'll be a no (laughs) anyway so we've got a a few things to talk about today and I think uh, one of the things that's really hit the headlines is this um, push to get people to actually return to their offices and go back to work Uh, and there's quite a lot of controversy about it uh, in terms of you know when it when is it encouraging people to go back to work and when does it actually become intimidation so Jason I think we should talk about this a little
1: Yes, it's quite an interesting one because we've got, we we, we almost had a split in the government this week where um, the health secretary answered he simply didn't know how many of his people were working from home versus, and he didn't mind as long as they were working effectively. Mm -hmm. Whilst we've got the rest of the government trying to encourage people to go back to work. Um, and actually, amongst that, we've got the reverse going in Scotland, as it seems to so often happen, um, where Nicola Sturgeon says she absolutely is not going to push people into returning to work. I think the really important thing is to step back from the, uh, let's say, the amusement of who's doing what in, in what they're announcing or encouraging and look at the why. The reality is some of our major cities, which clearly a little bit different down here in Hastings on the south coast, but some of our major cities are seeing numbers like 13% or 17% of people returning to the workplace. So major commercial centers, places like the city of London, Manchester, Bristol, Birmingham, that before would have had huge numbers of commuters coming into headquarters buildings, doing jobs, are effectively ghost towns. Now, if the business is working well, you might say, well, why does that matter? They're doing their jobs from home. Everybody's effective. Um, the answer is really quite simple. And that is um, Pret-a-Manger that was busy selling them all sandwiches um, isn't selling sandwiches and coffee anymore. Um, I forget the exact number of jobs. Is it 3,000 job losses they've just announced at Pret? Yeah.
0: Um, yes, I think it might be. might be slightly I, more, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> But quite a large number of people are being laid off simply because the office workers are not buying sandwiches. Um, I mean, we've got parts of our economy that are um, difficult to attribute to that. Gatwick Airport have just announced they're making one quarter of their staff redundant. Now, clearly that's not about people not returning to work. That's about people not flying on business travel or not going on as many holidays. And I think that's gonna be with us for a little while. But when you've got the point of whether or not somebody goes out and um, buys their lunch out, whether or not they pop out to the independently owned card shop and buy a birthday card for their brother, grandmother, sister, whoever, then what we have is secondary businesses starting to suffer because we're not going about our lives as normal. Interestingly, the coffee shops, the cafes that are in uh, residential areas are apparently booming. It's the city centre ones, the workplace ones that are really struggling. I haven't seen any data on places like Hastings, but I suspect Hastings is kind of a mix of people going out where they live as well as those who are working. So it may not be quite so bad. But that's the risk. That's why the government is trying to encourage people back into work.
0: Yes, it's got to happen, hasn't it? Because that's it—you you have the knock-on effect. If if you have a whole load of people being made redundant and they're out of work, um, then they can't afford to go out and do the things that they would normally have done, and therefore it travels down the line, doesn't it? And,
1: and the thing they nor- may normally do, which they no longer can afford, might be buy the things that the company you're working for actually makes. Um, and so what we have is we have a knock-on effect, as you say. So mm. it is important we try and get back to something where the economy functions in a sensible but safe way because everything is interdependent. Right? We, I've mentioned before, we, at ASL, we've managed to do really quite well in adapting to it, um, partially because we were relatively advanced on tech. But we've also invested very, very heavily in tech during this crisis. We're operating effectively normally. But we're beginning to reopen the office and several days a week now we have our staff in that lovely building behind you. Um, And essentially it's a bit easier where you've got a desk and a full computer and a phone with a a curly lead and a handset you can pick up rather than making all your phone calls through a computer screen or um, an app or something. So it is beginning to settle back. But I think one of the other interesting statistics is something like three quarters of major employers have now said they don't ever envisage a full return. They actually think flexible working, home working, will be a new part of the British economy going forward, and that will be the new normal.
0: The irony is that there have been many, many workers ever since the um, the directive for that came in, which I forget now. You'll be able to tell me, but it was some years ago. It was. Well, there's um there's always been a, a reasonable amount of resistance to workers being able to work remotely flexibly from home and all that sort of thing um because employers have, have traditionally found it you know it's too difficult it's sort of um you know there's inherent issues around health and safety making sure workplaces are safe you know home working stations are safe and ergonomically designed and all the rest of it but now this has forced us into something uh where where we've all had to do it now work uh, now employers are seeing the benefits of actually having it, yeah, having remote workers?
1: I think, I think the issue is you've got two or three things to think about. One of them is, and you're quite right about the health and safety risks. Um, that was largely ignored during the early stages of this crisis because it was just a quick, how do we adapt? We have to continue operating. Um, but as well as the health and safety risks, one of the really big ones is cybersecurity. Um, and you and I have talked about this this week actually on another group, but um, you know, we've got some really quite big risks of people operating their home computers for work in unsecured networks without security over how they access their software. But I think it's really important to mention that what we're talking about only affects those people in office jobs there's a huge number of people who are utterly removed from this who are working in retail, hospitality, distribution, manufacturing, Um, you know there are external jobs in gardening, property maintenance, construction. Those people clearly can never work from home. You can hardly say I'm building a new house but I'm doing it in my back garden because of Covid. You could, but it's it's not going to. I was going to say that you
0: know, with the introduction of additive manufacturing, you never know. Well,
1: (laughs) there are large sections of the community it just isn't going to work for, Um, but it it does need to be looked at, and we are going to see, I think, moving forward, much greater working from home, and I think that's going to have to change an awful lot of things. We've been working from home quite well. It's worked very effectively. But I think probably I'd say three quarters of our people at one point or another have experienced that their home internet isn't quite as robust as uh, uh, what we have in the office behind you. Um, And it's just a, a business quality product tends to be more resilient than your, I was about to say a name, but I'm not going to pick any uh, internet service providers. But do you know whether or not you've got it through your mobile phone or coupled with your TV or whatever, they're they're designed to be residential products to cope with home users. They're Mm -hmm. not designed to be robust enough to run a business 24-7 from. And a number of people have experienced that where they've lost call quality or, or whatever else.
0: Okay, so um, I would just kind of like to segue slightly into the fact that we have the children returning to work, uh, to school this week.
1: They're not allowed to uh, work yet, they're too
0: young. <laughs> well, I'm sure they think it's work, didn't we all when we were at school? But, um, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously there's there's again, some controversy around that, but there is also, um, and, you know, lots of conflicting stories too. However, Getting the children back to school is also part of encouraging people to go back to work, isn't it? It
1: is. It is. And it's quite a major thing because for an awful lot of people, a large percentage of the workforce is dealing with school-aged children. um, And it adds a certain challenge to managing your professional lifestyle. Um, But if you've got to drop kids off to school and pick them up and tie that in with your job, um, knowing that school's safe... Knowing that school's going to work is quite a big deal. I mean, you know, even for me, my my daughter's returning to school, I think, on Thursday next week. um, And she's got about a 40-minute train journey to get there. Um, And actually, you immediately go, oh, is public transport safe? So she has to wear a mask on the train, but then not in school. Um, And, you know, it does raise a number of questions. But I think... You're right, we do need to get children back in school because again, the damage academically is quite big and it is affecting those who are poorest in society. So the children who are most at risk are the ones who already um, life chances are not as good. Um, It's vital we get them back. But I think the secondary thing is once we get them back, Parents may feel a little more able to return to work. So you've got that element as well as to how do you balance it. Um, So we're going into a period of quite a bit of change. And I think the other thing worth mentioning actually as we're at this point is the government have announced in the past few days um, there's some additional benefits for those people who are going to have to self-isolate. And if I recall correctly, it's going up to something like £180 per week. £82. £182. I did say about £180. Pounds. <laughs> um, about £182 per week for somebody who is, uh needs to self-isolate um, as a result of track and trace and so forth. And I think there's oh, yeah, additional um, funds also to members of their household. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's looking like quite a good scheme. But the one thing to really put alongside that, that is very important is... If you have to quarantine because you're returning from somewhere abroad, Mm. there is no right to any income at all. Your Mm. employer does not have to pay you. Um, It's effectively unpaid annual leave if you have to quarantine unless you have a very generous employer.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's the big difference, isn't it? If you have to self-isolate because there has been an issue with track and trace and somewhere along the line you've come in contact with somebody who's tested positive, then you are entitled to some financial help. Yes. If, you are, if effectively you have put yourself in a position whereby you cannot go to work, either through foreign travel uh, and subsequent quarantine regulations, then you are not entitled to any assistance financially from the government or from your employer.
1: Yes, And I think essentially the the, the key point here is, I mean, it sounds a little harsh, but whether or not your absence is self-inflicted, if you chose to go abroad, that carries a risk. Um, Whereas if a situation just happened around you because of COVID, there is a degree of protection.
0: Okay. So that's, that's actually quite a positive note to sort of end things on, I think, isn't it? It's a, a question of it's time to start getting back to uh, how things used to look in the new way <laughs> without putting yourself in, in, in unnecessary uh, situations.
1: Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm listening to you saying that, getting back to how things used to be. I, that phrase, the new normal always amuses me, but I I really do think it is about learning to live our lives in a different way, mm-hmm. and I still think we have a difficult year ahead of us. We don't know quite what the winter's going to do, um, and that could bring some additional shocks. My own gut feel is we won't hit anything as bad as we've already been through, but please don't quote me on that. <laughs>
0: Well, I think uh, I think all we can do is be sensible and get on with our lives. I think that's yes. the uh, that's 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 all we can do, uh, and certainly the bit that we can contribute to moving our economy forward and keeping it keeping it moving yes. for the time yes. being. Okay, so I think that's probably uh, time to wrap it up for today. So thank you very much, Jason, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we would like to say thank you very much to everybody online who has joined us today. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday at the usual time of 10 a.m. And I'm sure we'll have a lot more things to discuss then. If you have any questions or concerns and you would like to speak to Jason or one of the team, you can email them on hastings at aslgroup.co.uk or give them a call. They're on 0144 452 999. Thank you very much. And we will
1: see you next week. Goodbye, Jason. Thanks. Bye-bye. Goodbye.